Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Happy Monday to you. We have a really juicy episode that we're chatting about today uh, because we're discussing one of the most nerve wracking moments that we have as online coaches, and that is the sales call. So sales calls are super common when it comes to high ticket sales. And just for context, I consider something to be high ticket if it is priced at $2,000 or more. When you have a coaching offer that is priced at $2,000 or more, the sales strategy that you use to close that deal, I recommend that it is an actual sales call rather than relying on closing the DMs or having a sales page close that deal for you. Sales pages are better suited for lower ticket offers. But when you're asking somebody to pay you thousands of dollars, like thousands, plural, thousands of dollars, it's really best to get on a call with them because the conversion rate is going to be much higher. You can see them face to face. It's like the it's it's the second best thing to actually being able to sit down with them in person and have an a live conversation like over a cup of coffee. So that's why I highly, highly, highly recommend sales calls. Um, it's one of the most vulnerable types of ways to sell because it is you and one other person and, and it's really hard to fluff that. Like if you don't know what you're doing and you're on a sales call with one person and you guys are looking at each other, like it's going to be obvious that you don't know what you're doing. So with that being said, I fully encourage you to have a sales strategy. We'll talk about that more today. But once you're on the sales call, okay, let's say that you get the person on the call. Getting somebody on a call and then actually closing that deal is two very different conversations. So once you have somebody on the call, how do you increase the chances of your potential client actually saying yes? That is what we're talking about today. Three tips to master the art of high ticket sales calls so that you can close four and five figure deals with confidence as an online coach. Let's get into it. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cammie. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. 
My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online. So you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients and create life changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. So I love to tell you guys lots of stories back when I started my business in 2019, uh, mostly because I know that my ideal client is the person that is in that beginning stage of their business. And that's when I started my business back in 2019. So I share a lot of stories with you back from that year for that reason. And I signed my first, um, you can't see me, but I'm doing like air quotes, high ticket client. Uh, and I'll tell you why I'm saying that in a moment, but I signed my, you know, for all intents and purposes, I signed my first high ticket client back in 2019. Uh, I was terrified. This was somebody that I knew personally. So that was working for me. Like they already knew me. They already liked me. They already trust me because they knew me outside of my coaching business, um, which is a huge benefit. However, I was still terrified because here I was going to be asking this person for $997, which I said to you earlier that now, like I don't actually consider that a high ticket sale. I consider anything that's $2,000 or more to be a high ticket sale. But at the time, like back in 2019, like 997, oh my gosh, I totally considered that a high ticket sale back then. So for all intents and purposes, my, my first quote unquote high ticket sale was sold in 2019. It was over the phone not Zoom. So we couldn't see each other. So that was strike one against me. Um, and I basically did everything wrong on that call. I did everything on that call that I teach my clients not to do. And I, she could probably totally hear my nervousness over the phone. Now she did end up saying yes to my offer and ended up paying in full glory to the Lord. Um, however, <laughs> she said yes, because of God's goodness, not because of my sales skills on that actual call, because that call was a hot mess express. That being said, that was my first time ever selling something that was for a considerable amount of money. It was, it was just under a thousand dollars. You know, today I wouldn't consider that a high ticket sale, but back then I certainly did. And looking back on that call, I think, man, I have grown so much since then. And I'm so grateful. So I want to dive into um, three sales secrets that are going to help you master the art of high ticket sales calls so that you can close four and five figure deals as an online coach with confidence. Um, and I do not say it lightly when I say the art of high ticket sales. I think that sales is such an interesting area. I'm going to go off on a tangent just for like 30 seconds. When you're talking about sales, you can't talk about sales without studying human psychology and understanding how people respond, how they um, have a relationship with fear. Because when you're asking somebody to buy something, like it is one of the most human things that we do. I mean, like people have been buying or trading goods and services for like for, for, an, for centuries. Okay. And so it is one of, in my opinion, I don't have actually like facts. I'm just saying that I think it's one of the most longest standing, um, business transactions or business principles that has been around, um, for as long as the earth has been around. And I'm just, I, I think it's so human. I think sales are so human and I love talking about it. So let's dive into it. How can we increase 
uh, the chances of something saying yes to your high ticket offer and how can we master the art because it truly is an art. You have to know what to say um, when somebody gives you an answer that you weren't expecting. You have to be able to, to give them an honest answer full of integrity on the spot and to convey the, the message and the value of what you're offering them. Like it is such a human experience and it requires you to think on your feet and really, really, really understand how to study humans. That's why I, I think of sales as an art. So let's talk about it. Three secrets to help you master the art of high ticket sales. Let's jump into it. Number one, have a visual presentation. I cannot stress this enough. Okay. Many times, Um, over the last several years, there has been a trend of business coaches teaching their clients to sell on Zoom, but with no presentation. And I remember um, years ago that someone had shared with me, you know, tell them the least amount of information that they need to know in order to say yes. I understand the principle of what they were saying. What they were trying to say is don't overwhelm them with information that they don't need to know. Um, because that's just going to put somebody in a state of analysis paralysis. While I do understand that, I don't agree with the concept of telling them the least amount of information that they need to know. I think that that when we're asking somebody to invest thousands of dollars with us, I believe that we need to have the answer to every single question that they have right off the bat. And if we don't have the answer to their question, then we need to be able to get that answer to them within a few hours. Um, so having a visual representation, or excuse me, a visual presentation of your offer is incredibly important because most people retain information better when they can visually see the information, which is ironic because I'm telling you this over a podcast where you cannot see me visually, but you're hearing me audibly. However, if this podcast, if I had a presentation, if you were watching me give you this, this training right now, and I had a presentation and it was just you and me on a sales call and I was like giving you this training live, I guarantee you would retain that information so much better than you are right now, probably driving or walking or exercising or, or cooking dinner or whatever it is that you're doing and having me on in the background. And, and that's okay. Like that's what podcasts are for. But when you're selling something, people need to be able to see the details of what you're talking about. Yes, because they're going to inf- they're going to retain that information better. Also, because people really only truly remember the last thing that you said to them. So if you're trying to explain to them all the ins and outs of your high ticket offer, and there are details upon details upon details, and this you're like 30 minutes into the sales call, they're not going to remember the itty bitty details of what you said to them 15 minutes ago. Because they don't know the offer as well as you do. And so, yes, you told it to them, but like expecting them to remember that on the spot for an extended period of time, like it's, it's, it's not realistic. So having a visual representation, like a slide deck, if you will, that it fully explains your offer is going to be so, so crucial to, to having um, more conversions on your high ticket sales calls. Another reason why I truly believe that coaches that are selling high ticket need to have these sales presentations and then send their potential clients home with it or like send it to them in an email is because Memphis, my sweet love, I'm not going to edit this part out, but you guys can hear Memphis in the background jangling his collar. He's like making his bed for his afternoon nap and he's in my office as I'm recording. So anyway, this is life happening. I'm not going to, re- to edit that out. I'm actually... I'm just going to leave that. I'm just going to leave that. Um, anyway, <clears throat> the last reason why you need to have a slide deck uh, ready to go for your offer is because if your potential client is making a decision with a spouse about whether or not they're going to invest in your program and that spouse was not on the sales call, 
then you are relying on your potential client being able to accurately convey the message of your offer just as well as you pitched it to them to their spouse because you're not only selling it to your potential client, you have to sell it to their spouse too, okay? Um, And so (laughs) expecting your client, your potential client to be able to do that without a sales presentation, without like just like it's just it's unrealistic. So if you send if you email your potential client a slide deck that they can then share with their partner who are they make they are making this financial decision with, it is going to convey the message of your offer so much more clearly. And if your offer is able to be conveyed more clearly, then the likelihood of their spouse saying yes, yeah babe, I totally support you in making this investment that's, it's going to be a higher chance of that happening. Because think of it this way. If, if I was my husband who is very analytical and I came to him and I said, Hey babe, I want to spend, um, you know, $4,000 on a coaching program. Like he's probably going to have some questions for me. Okay. Especially if my business is not making very much money, which is common amongst newer coaches. Okay. So the spouse is going to have some questions. And if, you don't have the answers to the questions. If Lucas is like, okay, well, what are you going to be learning? Well, I guess I don't really know. Okay, well, do they have a guarantee? Well, she said something about a guarantee, but like, I guess I don't really quite remember what it is. Okay, well, has she coached other people? Like, have you seen proof of her work? I mean, I think she's coached other people. Like, do you see how all of a sudden, If that is the conversation happening between your potential client and their spouse, that is not good news for you as the coach, okay? Now, if the potential client was talking with her spouse and he had all these questions and she said, you know what? She actually gave me a slide deck with all of the information of the program. And I I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I know that she gave me this information. Let me show it to you. And he was able to go through the entire sales presentation and and essentially read through the entire sales call because your sales presentation is basically your pitch, the likelihood of him saying yes because he truly understands the program, in my opinion, is so much higher. So have a visual presentation. If you if you're if you're trying to sell something for thousands of dollars and you don't have a sales presentation, you're leaving money on the table. Okay. That's number one. Number two, assuming that you have a sales presentation, okay? You need to make sure that you are tailoring that sales presentation to include a variety of buying behavior sales tactics. Let me explain. When somebody is going to buy something, there are different what we call buying behaviors, like the behavior of which people typically buy things, okay, or invest in things. Um, And this is like an interesting science. This is what I'm talking about when I'm talking about like to understand and master the art of sales, you have to really understand and be able to read people and understand why, what makes them tick? What what makes them make the decisions that they're making? Okay, so so one way that we can understand, okay, well, why do people do the things that they do uh, is understanding the behaviors around buying. So I want to just briefly go over for you so that you can understand how does this tie into your sales presentation um, buying behaviors. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to explain to you, uh, a few different buying behaviors. So there is emotional buying behaviors, and then there is logistical buying behavior. Let's talk about the emotional buying behavior first. Okay. There's two main emotional buying behaviors that I teach to my clients. There is pain point buying and there is goal driven buying. Let's break down the pain point buying first. If somebody is a pain point buyer, okay, 
they are buying something. They're buying your program in this case because it's helping them to avoid pain. Okay, this represents, in my opinion, the most of the population uh, because your brain is hardwired to keep you safe, comfortable, and alive. You have a nine times negativity bias in your brain. And so it makes sense that people would be investing in something most often to avoid pain. Okay, so um, an example of this could be um, if there was a coach that helped women overcome painful periods, PMS, cramping, acne, and other uncomfortable symptoms during their cycle, okay? That would be an example of a coach that is really hitting hard on the pain that they're helping their clients avoid, and like that is a main selling point of their program. Okay, so think, of, think to yourself, most people are going to be pain point buyers. Now, there is a goal-driven buyer as well. This is when you are buying somebody's program because you are envisioning them helping you reach your goal. Now, you may think to yourself, well, how is that any different than pain point buying? Okay, stay with me. If I'm going to invest in a program, am I investing because I want to get, get out of the painful moment and place that I'm in right now? Or am I buying their program because they painted such a visual picture for me of where I could be six months from now. And it just filled me with so much hope. And I'm, I'm, I'm running towards that goal. I'm investing in the same program, but what was the driving behavior behind that yes? Behind that yes to invest, okay? Was it because they painted a beautiful picture of a goal that I want to have in my life? Or is it because I'm running away from pain, okay? So there are goal-driven buyers, which is a type of emotional buying behavior. And again, this is somebody that is buying your program because it's, you're helping them reach a goal. Um, this is less common um, in the last round of Powerhouse, okay? So the first round that started off in January, all of the students in Powerhouse, um, only one of them did we identify had an ideal client that was motivated more by their goals than they were by their pain, okay? Which is super interesting. And again, interesting to know that most coaches will have pain point buyers. Um, an example of this is um, if somebody had an I help statement that said like, I help entrepreneurs rewire their brain for wealth so they can scale their business and help more people. Do you see how that statement talked only about positive things and goal-oriented language? That would be an example of somebody um, whose I help statement and their driving force of their offer was to paint the goal. Okay, so when you are creating a sales presentation, you can and you should combine both pain point language and goal driven language into your sales presentation. I'm going to say that one more time. When you're creating your sales presentation, you can and you should be using a combination of both pain point language, speaking to the pain points that you're going to help them solve, and Goal-driven language, helping them understand what goals you're going to help them achieve. If you were to ask me, okay, Cami, like what ratio should that be? I would tell you, if you're an if you are most coaches, which most most coaches have pain point buyers, you should be having more pain point driven language than positive driven language. Okay, um, I know that that's really intricate and very detail-oriented. That's why inside of High Ticket Powerhouse, I walk students through how to create their own presentation. I give them a template for that. And then I also review their sales presentations for them. 
Okay. So it, it's incredibly, incredibly important that you have a presentation and that it is a well done presentation. Okay. And that you are addressing different buying behaviors. Now that was a um, emotional buying behavior. I told you that there was another type of, of buying behavior and that is logistical buying. This is when somebody is making a decision to invest in something, not at all based upon emotion. Okay. So not pain emotion, not goal emotion, but purely based upon analytical, factual-based, numbers-oriented, statistics. Those are the things that are driving their decisions. Um, Think to yourself like engineers, people who are accountants. um, These are not emotionally driven investment decisions. And Although it is my opinion that most people are emotional buyers, if somebody is going to be a logistical buyer in a husband-wife relationship, it's probably most likely going to be the man. Okay, ladies, that's not me saying that you're overly emotional or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that um, if we look at the structure of the home and we look at um, masculine versus feminine roles and we look at the role that the that the Lord gave the husband over the household to protect and to provide, it would make sense why the man has a more logistical driven buying behavior, okay? So what does that mean? That means that even if your ideal client is a woman, okay, your pitch, your presentation still needs to include information that is geared towards a logistical buyer. Why? Because if she is married and makes financial decisions with her husband, there is a probable chance that he's going to want to see the logistical breakdown of your program to understand, does this factually and statistically make sense? Yes, I know that. Yes, honey, I know she's going to, she told you all these amazing things that she's going to do in your life. I know that she's told you that that you're not going to have to deal with this problem anymore. I know that she told you that that your life is going to look so different in six months from now. But but did she show you the logistics? Did she break it down for you on a numbers and factual and statistical basis about why this investment is a good decision? If if the answer to that is no, she didn't, okay, and that would be me speaking as if like if I was the husband asking that to a wife, like, did she break that down for you? If the answer is no, then that's like another strike against you as the coach because he needs to see that information. He needs to understand and feel safe to know that his wife is making not only a good investment from an emotional standpoint, because it's going to help her reach her goals and, and, and overcome pain. But this is also going to be a logistically, this is this logistically makes sense to make this investment. That it is not only feels good, but it is a good decision. That he's done, he's done the research, or somebody has done the research. You, that should be you, by the by the way, coach. Um, that that the statistics are there, the numbers are there, that this logistically makes sense to make this investment. So to round up point number two, so that you can master the art of high ticket sales. Your sales presentation, your visual presentation needs to include a variety of buying behavior sales tactics. You need to know how to speak to a pain point buyer, a goal-driven buyer, and a logistical buyer all within the same presentation. And if you don't, then you're leaving money on the table. To learn how to do that, go apply for High Ticket Powerhouse. This is my six-month group coaching program teaching you how to get more clients and how to turn your coaching business into a money-making machine by creating an irresistible offer and becoming a master at high ticket sales. Okay, let's break down the last one. The third tip that will help you become a master at high ticket sales so they can get more clients and close four and five figure 
deals in your coaching business with confidence, okay? And that is your voice inflection. Let me explain. My uh, my father once told me a story about um, a gentleman that was working with a company and he was being trained as one of their salesmen. And as part of the um, process of training this gentleman to be a salesman for this company, he was sent to a three-day sales training to teach him how to say one sentence. And that one sentence was, it's $2 million. Why would a company send a gentleman and pay for somebody um, to teach somebody, to teach this gentleman for three days how to say one sentence? Why? Why? Why would somebody do that? Because voice inflection matters. The way that you speak matters. And I know that I'm not telling you anything that you don't already know, but I'm trying to emphasize that, yes, you can have a sales presentation. Yes, you can speak to the different buying behaviors and have different sales tactics in your presentation speaking to those behaviors. And all of that is important, okay? And you could have the most perfect presentation, but if you do not have the right voice inflection behind your presentation, you're, you're going to leave money on the table, okay? For example... When you are speaking, the way that you say a sentence, ladies, we know this, okay? And gentlemen know this. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen know this, okay? I guarantee husbands and wives, we husbands and wives, we know this well. Tone matters, okay? So another way of saying voice inflection is tone. The tone of which somebody says something matters. If somebody says, if my husband says to me, babe, what's wrong? Or if he says, What's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> um, which he doesn't, by the way. He's very gentle in his tone. But do you see how like they're asking the same thing, but but the tone of which they're saying it is so, so different. It's conveying a completely different message. That's what we're talking about here. So the tone or voice inflection in which you sell your offer, it matters. When I get on a sales call, I will slightly drop my tone of voice or my register. And so I'll be speaking just a little bit lower on a sales call than I would if you were talking to me at a coffee shop. It's not like I'm walking to a sales call talking like this. Like I'm not like, I'm not talking like a man, but I am dropping my register slightly. Why? Because when you drop your register slightly, it conveys confidence. If you walk into a sales call with a voice that's like this, cause you're so nervous and you say the price of your program and say, like, yeah, so, um, the price yeah, so the investment of the program is um, $3,997, and we do have payment plans available. Um, so what do you think? That is, that is not, that, that does not give me confidence. If I was on a sales call, and that's how somebody told me the price of their program, immediately I would be like, no, 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 no. Not because it's not an amazing offer, but because it, I, like the way that they're presenting to it to me does not give me confidence at all. In fact, it's giving me doubt. So you need to remember this next statement that I'm going to say. When you are on a sales call at all times, you are either with your tone sending a message of confidence or sending a message of doubt. Understand that the person that you're selling to is likely nervous right now. They're nervous because you're asking them to make a change. The brain doesn't like change and people don't really like investing, okay? Nobody loves to throw thousands of dollars at something, 
Okay. Yes, investment is so important for our life. But like if you ask somebody, hey, do you want to spend $7,000 right now or would you rather keep it in your bank account? Of course, everybody would rather keep that money in their bank account. Okay. So you're asking them to do something uncomfortable. So understand that they are nervous. If you are nervous, it is not going to help the situation. They need to be able to anchor themselves in knowing that even if they're nervous, you're not. You need to show up confident, solid, and a lot of that happens in your in your tone, in your in your voice inflection. Okay, so let's run through those quick thing, those three things real quick. Those tips that I have so that you can master the sales call for high ticket sales. Okay, number one, you need to have a visual presentation. If you don't, right off the bat, like we're leaving money on the table. Number two. In that sales presentation, you need to have a variety of ways of sales tactics that are speaking to different buying behaviors, emotional buying behaviors, being pain point buying, goal-driven buying, and also logistical buying. And then number three, you need to work on your voice inflection, okay? And this is where, particularly in High Ticket Powerhouse, we do mock sales calls, okay? So that means that you are partnered up with another powerhouse student your powerhouse partner, and you practice pitching to each other. Because the first time that you say it's $4,000 out of your mouth, I don't want it to be on an actual sales call. I want it to be on a practice sales call so that we can work on your voice inflection and that I can help you fine tune the way that you're saying things so that you show up on that sales call with confidence and increase the odds of that person saying yes to investing. So all of this is taught in major detail inside of my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which again is my six-month program teaching you how to turn your coaching business into a cash flow engine by learning the art of high ticket sales and creating an irresistible offer, okay? So you're inside of High Ticket Powerhouse, you're going to learn how to create the offer and how to make it irresistible. You're going to learn how to create the sales presentation. We're going to do mock sales calls. And here's how you apply to High Ticket Powerhouse because round three is starting in September. Okay, the first thing you're going to do, there's three steps. The very first thing you're going to do is go down in the show notes and you're going to click to download my free training called the Coaching Cashflow Engine. And it's going to go through four secrets to get more clients and turn your coaching business into that money-making machine, okay? That is down in the show notes. It's completely free. There's no reason not to get it. So you're going to watch that free training in its entirety. And then you're going to follow the steps after the training to send in your application and book your interview call, okay? High Dig Powerhouse, the third round is starting on September 5th, 2023. And your booty needs to be there. I am gearing up for this third round to be the largest round of powerhouse thus far. And for each round uh, <laughs> to potentially even be getting bigger after that. Um, this is, We've gone through uh, two rounds of powerhouse now. Um, both launches have been successful. And I am anticipating the September round to be the biggest thus far. So you need to be in that program. And there's a guarantee on the program that if you show up to the calls, if you submit your homework on time, if you actually do the work, I guarantee you're going to two times your investment within six months, okay? So this is the program for you. That's why you need to be there. There's a guarantee on the program. What reason do you have to not be there, okay? Go down in the show notes, watch that free training, fill out the application, book your interview call, and I'll see you there. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. 
Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.